Think Again with Borderlands Cooperative. Join us for critical conversations about things that matter. Every Friday at 10am on 3CR Community Radio. 855am on your dial. And on 3CR Digital and streaming live at 3cr.org.au. So together, let's think again about important matters affecting us, like economics, politics, education, health, climate, and what we can do about it all. Welcome to our 60th program of Think Again, our 18th during the time of the coronavirus. Think Again is offered by Borderlands Cooperative, an organization that has been dedicated to social change for almost 23 years. I'm Jacques Mm -hmm. Boudet. And I'm Jennifer Burrell. Today we're exploring the idea whether we indeed do live in a world made up of goodies and baddies, as it sometimes looks when you look at newspapers. How can we advance beneficial social change and how should we think about and deal with so-called goodies and baddies? Sorting the world into goodies and baddies when engaging in activism comes easy. And if we're honest, it's the usual way we often think and act. Mm, Yes, it certainly has its appeal in popular culture with all those superheroes fighting the bad guys. So no wonder we often act as if there are simply bad guys to bring down and good guys to elevate or support to bring about change and the world we want. Yeah, and we think and act this way on a personal and organisational and political level, obviously, and also Mm. in our social change strategising. Yeah, I guess the question is, is this type of thinking really useful for the social change we hope to achieve? And does it reflect the way the world really is anyway? Mm -hmm. This is what we're exploring today. Uh, Paul Gilding's book, The Great Disruption, is actually a good place to start. Paul Gilding is a long-term activist and leader in social change and ecologically responsible practice. As described on the back cover of the book, he has served as the head of Greenpeace International. He built and led two companies and advised both Fortune 500 corporations and community-based NGOs. Gilding talks about how he excitedly thought, thought to influence CEOs of major companies, thinking this would bring about the transformations needed to stop climate change and save our planet. It's a sort of a usual thought pattern in social and cultural contexts where leadership is identified as the most direct source of power essential to change situations for the better. Mm. And there are all the debates about the value of top-down versus bottom-up strategies, Mm. including in community uh, development circles. They've been debated for a long time, I guess. And often these are presented as direct opposites. So... You must do one or the other, primarily. Yeah. In our series of programs on community development, we have abundantly discussed this issue. But what Gilding found was that the CEOs he talked with didn't feel powerful. They just felt part of broader systems, processes, Mm -hmm. and accountability relationships that left them not much space to freely decide how to exercise their power, particularly when better is often narrowed down to more. Mm, And how disappointing. Mm. Uh, I guess a lot of our listeners will have experienced this as well, I'm sure. (laughs) 
you, you find a counsellor or a politician who's championing your cause, you smell victory. Great, your mm. cause is won. Uh, but then, disappointingly, they seem to have their hands tied behind their back too, just like mm. you. For, for gilding, the CEOs in charge of companies doing harm to the planet, and sometimes a lot of harm, like, for example, destroying 40,000 years old mm. Aboriginal culture, they are yeah. not necessarily bad guys as individuals. They are part of a complex system that often works in simultaneously benevolent and destructive ways. Yeah, which is really complicated to think about that the same complex system or systems can work in both positive and destructive ways. Where do you mm. go with that? Yeah, and for us at Think Again, individual corporate bosses are therefore not necessarily the bad guys. By the same token, we, quote-unquote, are not necessarily always the good guys either. We're also part of complex systems with all their processes and relationships. And by, quote-unquote, we, I mean us, who intentionally want to work and contribute towards a healthier, more democratic, more socially responsible and sustainable mm -hmm. world. Yeah, but mm. at the same time, we don't want to be too kumbaya in absolving those who do harm, who are mm -hmm. in positions of apparent power of their responsibility. Um, mm -hmm. there, as we know, there are a lot of self-interested dudes around who don't think twice about ripping off others for their own advantage, or at least their career and, and job preservation and to help them pay off their mortgage. So mm -hmm. more than a mm -hmm. decade ago, decade ago, Jacques and I were on a community reference group set up to advise on a council's gambling policy, in particular, how to respond to the effect of poker machines in local areas. The reference group included major players, several of them from the poker machine industry, as well as community leaders and community members. These community reps were certainly no match for the self-interested strategizing of the gambling industry people who were really focused on the preservation of their ongoing profits or profitability. Mm -hmm. So we fought really hard in calling them out so that community interests were properly taken into account in the gambling policy of that council and decisions about local pokey venues and mm. where and how many there should be of them. Mm. I remember it well, but the question remains, <laughs> were the gambling representatives, were they really bad guys? Bad guys? Mm -hmm. As we proposed in an earlier Think Again program, they certainly acted like psychopaths. Indeed, one key characteristic of, of being a psychopath or a sociopath mm -hmm. is their lack of empathy. Given mm -hmm. that electronic gambling machines or pokies are known to create and maintain addiction in regular uses, and also knowing that they lead to financial ruin, family breakdown and violence, homelessness, and even suicide, knowingly defending and promoting their proliferation of pokies and making a living mm -hmm. out of it, that, you can say, is arguably psychopathic. Yes, certainly. Mm. On that note, we'll now have some music. Revolution by one of my favourites, Nina Simone, Followed by a promo. Oh, shoot. Maybe we'll do them both, I don't know. Hey, we're in the middle of a revolution. 
Okay. Hi, I'm Susanna Espy. And I'm Ida. And you're listening to 3CR. You're listening to Think Again, 3CR, 855 AM on your dial, 3CR digital and 3C. You know, I lost my thing by way here. Streaming live at 3cr.org.au. Today we're looking at the idea of the world being made up of goodies and baddies and how this thinking sits and connects with our social activism. Yeah. Before the break, we suggested poker machine industry leaders act psychopathically, given the harm these machines are well known to cause. We know some people will balk at this idea, and that's probably because this type of psychopathology has become so normal and can be attached to so many different activities that people engage in on a daily basis in our mm, current capitalist just, system. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just think about the various scandals that over the last few years have hit the news and we talked about as well. There's the banks and their operatives deliberately offering worthless insurance and other financial products till well after the customer died. Yeah. Think also about the deliberate underpayment of workers and the rorting which is just now hitting the news of the worker compensation mm. funds. Even think yeah. about Christian churches deliberately hiding sexual abuse. And yes, think also about so many of us continuing to destroy our environment. The other mm. species with whom we inhabit our, our earth, the air and the water, and yes, making life quite impossible for our own grandchildren, 
knowingly or willfully ignoring the consequences of our actions and our ways of living. Yeah, and even just looking at the news of the last few days, with the privatisation of aged care homes, mm. we have the profiteers who put their own wealth accumulation ahead of the people they are supposed to be caring for. This, mm. with the blessing of the federal government channelling them our shared tax revenue. And by the way, Greenleft Radio gave a really good description of this situation this morning on 3CR for people who want to listen to that. Mm. Uh, this ongoing tragedy in aged so-called care has come into really high prominence with the numerous recent deaths from COVID-19. But it was already a tragedy before that for mm. many of our older citizens. So, so I suppose the question is, are the profiteers from the aged care system the bad guys that we need to take down? Yeah, the age today is a really good uh, illustration of the, of the difference, whether it is systemic or whether it is actually personal. The, comment, mm -hmm. the uh, comments page has Walid Ali on the one hand saying it's systemic and very clearly articulating it, and on the other side of that page is David Krause saying it is personal and that's how it should be. So mm -hmm. the answer is it may be helpful to refer to our programs on psychopathology from last October. There are a few ways in which our system produces psychopathology, which is centrally characterized by a lack of care and empathy for others, and also mm -hmm. a focus on one's own gain. So first, mm -hmm. firstly, in all of that, and to understand it, there is what we call systemic distancing. Mm, that's right, systemic distancing. Mm. Yeah, that occurs when people's actions are somehow becoming detached from the effects of their actions. The classic example is when bombs are dropped from warplanes or by, by guided missile. It's mm -hmm. easier for humans to kill people in this way than face-to-face, -face, although that has, of course, also become easier since we became inured to it because of the games and the sports we play or watch. Mm. So <clears throat> another way our society creates psychopathology, which we've also talked about, is through the values that are promoted, directly or indirectly. So when we applaud, reward and even imitate the winners in the marketplace, no matter how they accumulated their wealth and their obscene amounts of billions, this encourages a win-at-all-cost or win-at-all-costs and winner-takes-all psychopathology. And Trump's elevation in the US perfectly epitomizes this, even mm. though there are lots of examples. Mm. Mm. Worse even, as we also discussed in an earlier program, some evangelical Christian groups and approaches declare the winning and wealth of some to be the will of the Lord. Oh, yeah, the old prosperity gospel. And then workers in organizations are often required to carry out actions that harm others in exchange for a wage. This is really common. Uh, for example, a friend's son, a friend of mine's son who worked at a bank selling financial products before the Royal Commission into Bank Behaviour said, he said, he had to leave his morals at the door when he entered his workplace. So how's mm. that? So is it taking too far when we say that it may remind us that kind of thing of all those presumed innocents who were involved in colonisation? systemic extermination, 
exploitation or who were developing the atomic bombs and not Mm. just dropping them. Mm. So we can Mm. ponder that for a moment as we go to a promo. I'm Tash Sultana and you are listening to 3CR. Please subscribe. Do yourselves a massive favour. Thank you very much. You're listening to Think Again, 3CR 855 on your dial, 3CR digital, and streaming live at 3cr.org.au. Today, as I said, we're looking at the goodies and baddies dichotomy and how it sits with our, with our actions towards social change. Mm. And how do we deal with the goodies and baddies stuff when we realise that people, all of us, are complex? For a start, most people have multiple motivations for their actions. How can we motivate and urge people to engage in efforts that unequivocally contribute to social and ecological change for the better? Yeah, Mm. big question, Shark. Mm -hmm. One strategy, and we're brave people, so (laughs) one strategy is to consciously appeal to the best motivations people have. The common phrase for this, an old phrase, is appealing to one's best angels. And actually, it's become fashionable these days in advocacy work to appeal to values that political leaders may respond to that are close or proximate to their own values, no matter where they are on the political spectrum. So, for example, you could evoke notions of motherhood when trying to get refugees out of detention. Yeah, more broadly, we could actively promote relational values such as caring for each other and all living things, or we could pursue community cohesion and other values. Yeah, and promote the idea that that they should really lead all our policy and all our organising and social Mm. action, I guess. So uh, definitely the idea of caring before profiteering would be a radical change for the better. Yeah, of course, confronting people in power with their actions and the consequences needs to be in, remain important as well, calling mm. it out, holding them yep. to account. As the African-American civil rights activist who recently died, John Lewis, said, choose confrontation wisely, but when it is your time, don't be afraid to stand up, speak up, and speak out against injustice. Mm, that's really important. And mm-hmm. no doubt knowing when to take this path is more of an art than a science. And, Jacques, I know you and I would be the last mm. to provide some sort of managerial recipe for this. <laughs> Certainly not a managerial one. <laughs> and admittedly, in a heavily polarised political, cultural or ideological context, where positions about a whole raft of issues are automatically assigned to one side of the dichotomy, left or right, confrontation can only work when one can bring additional forces to bear. And that may, in turn, lead to becoming compromised itself, which is what Lewis meant with using confrontation wisely. We need to Mm. think about it. Yeah. And going back to Paul Gilding, he points out, importantly, that we are the system. So following this logic... We are the system for harm. We are the system for a healthy present. We are the system for change. Mm. 
which is so beautifully explained by Walid Ali this morning, you know, mm-hmm. like, by explaining how that complex system works. And Gilding, for his, for his way, he proposes that we have solutions for addressing climate change ready to go right now. And he outlines a lot of them in his book. He advocates, and we join him, for many different types of strategy and action from different types of people, including a role for well-directed personal and collective Mm -hmm. anger, an example for this type of anger as a personal expression, for example, is the meanwhile globally famous Gillard speech about sexism and as Mm. a collective expression, the climate strikes uh, as demonstrated by uh, school students. Yeah, yes, they've been very powerful. Mm. I guess implicit in these activist uh, expressions is the idea that although we are the system, there are nodes in this system where there is more power and influence and certainly more wealth and, therefore, Mm. I'd argue, responsibility. That's right. Mm. And in these places we can much, or, or nodes, we can most effectively be challenged or challenge, and we may add, with the least danger for the activist and the least potential for the system backlash. Mm. So some of the big, dense nodes of power, like the Murdoch Press or the coal industry, they're examples. Whatever shape they take, we would do well to identify and target our actions at these points of power in the system, whether they be big and obvious actions or um, and collective actions or seemingly uh, personal and small ones. So whilst a Black Lives Matter demonstration is vitally important, as the last few months have shown, the choices we make about which bank or insurance or superannuation to put our money is, is crucial too. And the ways in which we decide to come to know our neighbor and start, a, for example, a COVID WhatsApp group in our street mm-hmm and gently mm-hmm. make our, con- our conservative brother-in-law, for example, understand that carrying a mouth mask does not undermine his human rights. And how, how you let your newspaper know that you don't agree with the way in which they, quote-unquote, exclusively report about the next set of disasters or mistakes committed by some government they don't like. Mm, and how mm. you... Stand up for racism against racism on the bus when someone's mm-hmm, being bullied. Exactly. Mm. So one mm. thing is certain: creating and contributing to beneficial social and ecological change is more complicated, unfortunately, than taking down the baddies and putting the goodies on a pedestal and helping them take power. So that could yeah, be involved. And even of if course, it was, yes, way. Is that. George Orwell's Animal Farm has amply illustrated how the good guys can be corrupted once they have tasted power anyway. So some thinking again would help in becoming more discerning when deciding whom we want to include and exclude in our attempts at changing the world for the better or in preventing our earth from becoming uninhabitable. But Mm -hmm. one thing is certain. Just shaming the baddies for being baddies will in itself not make them more accountable and it will certainly not make our systems more just and less prone to. Mm. It requires more work and additional 
on an additional work on all levels, especially also at the grassroots level, as we have mm-hmm. argued in our last issue of the new community. But uh, talking about that, we'll probably have to wait a little bit longer for another program. There's mm-hmm. not so much to say about Borderlands today, as we're still pretty much in lockdown. But uh, we've got some interesting activism next week, where Jennifer Jen will... Oh, yes, sorry, you're prompting me, Jacques. (laughs) (laughs) I was waiting to see what you'd say. So next Mm -hmm. week is Homelessness Week, which is a really important week for activism uh, Mm. to get more public housing and social housing built and Mm -hmm. to do something about homelessness once and for all, which is really our national shame. Mm -hmm. So you can go to the... um, If you're on the net, go to Everybody's Home uh, campaign page uh, there'll be more actions, I believe, um, on the page next week, but there are actions on it right now. And they're big actions that are easy, that are harder to do, but there are small ones that are pretty easy as well. So just do what you can. If you're not on the net, uh, housing is a joint state and federal responsibility. So contact any local MP and tell them how important it is to do something about homelessness and make a long-term commitment to building more public housing. Mm-hmm. And we'll, we'll dedicate our next program to it anyway. So thanks for listening right. again to Think Again at 3CR Community Radio with Jacques Boulet and Jennifer Borrell. Remember, if you want to send us a message or ask anything for about today's program, you can email Borderlands at borders at borderlands.org.au. Just put Think Again in the subject line. Our programs are available by podcast and the 3CR website at 3cr.org.au. We would also thank again Leanne for pulling this program mm-hmm. together in the difficult circumstances of remote yes. communicating from the 3CR studio while Jennifer and I connect remotely. Mm. Meanwhile, stay tuned for the following program, Jailbreak, which gives a voice to prison inmates, their families and their friends. To bring us into this program, we have World Turning by Yothu Indi.